0: I'm reading from Mark chapter 15, verses 21 to 47. It's entitled, The Crucifixion of Jesus. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him, dividing up his clothes. They cast lots to see what each would get. It was nine in the morning when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, the king of the Jews. They crucified two rebels with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who pass by hold insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So you, who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross, that we may see and believe. Those who crucified him also heaped insults on him. The death of Jesus. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Lama, Sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes down to take. "'comes to take him down,' he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, "'Surely this man was the Son of God.'" Some women were watching from a distance. Among them was Mary Madeline, Mary the mother of James the younger, and and of Joseph, and of Solomon In Galilee, these women had followed him and cared for his needs. Many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem were there also. The burial of Jesus. It was the preparation day, that is, the day before the Sabbath. So as evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for Jesus's body. Pilate was surprised to hear that he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked him if Jesus had already died. When he learned from the centurion that it was so, he gave the body to Joseph. So Joseph bought some linen cloth, took down the body, wrapped it in the linen and placed it in a tomb and cut out the rock. Then he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Madeline and the mother of Joseph saw where he was laid.
1: Let's pray.
2: Father God, as we come round to your word and we once again think about the events of that day, we pray that they will be made afresh to us. Give us eyes to see Jesus, for who he really is. In your holy name we pray. Amen. If you'd have been there that day, you would have been amazed. The crowd had gathered. It was a large crowd, almost too many to number. If you'd have been there that day, you would have sensed the tense atmosphere in the air. It felt like a a trouble could erupt at any moment. If you'd have been there that day, you would have realized that this feels very different from the crowd that had gathered just a few days earlier. On that day, There was an air of celebration in the air, an air of excitement, a sense of expectation. But all of that had gone now. This time, the mood was dark. The mood was angry. The mood was tense. And there was a different kind of expectation brewing. If you'd have been there that day, you would have seen Pilate stand in front of this crowd with two criminals, either side of him. At least one was definitely a criminal. He'd been found guilty of all kinds of wrongdoings, all kinds of crimes. The other man, he'd done nothing wrong. But out of jealousy... Out of hatred, out of a sheer evil plot to get him off the scene, some religious folk had decided to make sure he was arrested and accused of all kinds of crimes that he never, ever committed. And the decision Pilate was left with that day, as it was the custom to release a prisoner, should he let the criminal go, Or should he let the man who had done nothing wrong go? Pilate, though, was too weak to make such a decision on his own. After all, if he were to get this decision wrong, it would cause an uproar. So he puts the decision in the hands of the crowds. If you had been there that day, you would have seen this crowd get whipped up into a frenzy, shouting, give us Barabbas, give us Barabbas, give us the criminal. He Is one of us. If you'd have been there that day, you would have seen that crowd. That very same crowd who just a few days earlier were cheering Jesus into Jerusalem, crying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Lord, save me. That very same crowd on this day demanding his life. If you'd have been there that day, you'd have seen Jesus led away. You'd have seen some guards mock him and thrust a crown of thorns in his head. If you'd have been there that day, you would have seen them lay Jesus out and you would have heard the sounds of the whip. Striking down into the body of Jesus, literally tearing skin from him with every strike. If you'd have been there that day, you'd have seen them stand Jesus up. He almost now looked unrecognisable because of what he had been through and the torture that he endured. So weak, in fact, that when the guards forced him to carry a cross to where he was going to be executed, he simply couldn't do it. If you'd have been there that day, you'd have seen another man picked out of the crowd, nothing to do with the situation. He was merely a passerby, but now he was caught up in the commotion. And he was made to carry an instrument of another man's death to the execution. If you'd have been there that day, you would have seen this Jesus led out of the city to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. You'd have seen him be stripped bare and laid out. If you would have been there that day, you would have heard the scream. It pierced through your very body as the nails were driven through his hands and his feet. If you would have been there that day, you would have seen the sign which was placed above his head. This is Jesus, King of the Jews. If you'd have been there that day, you would have heard the words that he uttered as he gasped for air Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You would have seen how distressed he became when his father turned his back on him, when he cried out, My lords, my gods, why have you forsaken me? You would have seen the sky turn dark and the earth begin to shake. If you'd have been there that day, you would have heard him cry out, It is finished. And he gave up his spirit. If you had been there that day, you would have stared up at his lifeless body hanging on the cross. And maybe you would have asked yourself, why? Why did this have to happen to a man like this? Why did this have to happen to someone who all he did was love, who all he did was help people, who all he did was point people to God? Why did this have to happen to a man who took the lowliest of the low and gave them self-worth? Why did this have to happen to a man who took the marginalized and made them part of the family? If you had been there that day, you would have watched as a soldier thrust a spear into the side of his body and watched the blood and the water flow from him. And maybe, just maybe, you would have realised that the events which unfolded on that day, the things which happened before your very eyes were for you. You see, many years before that day, another man had walked the earth. It was a very different kind of earth back then. It was an earth which was perfect and without pain, an earth where humanity were designed to live forever and be in relationship with God. And yet that man gave it all up. He turned his back on a loving and holy God and decided to go his own way. And as a result of that man's decision, every single human that has ever lived has been infected with the same disease known as sin. You see, that's why the events of this day had to happen. That's why he was arrested. That's why he was accused, even though he did nothing wrong. That's why he was beaten, and that's why he was tortured, and that's why he was lifted up, so that you and I could go through. The Bible tells us that the wages, what we deserve because of our sin, is death, eternal separation from God. But the gift of God is eternal life. Why? because he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquity. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. We, all like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us have turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all today because of Good Friday, you and I can know forgiveness. You and I can have a clean slate. You and I can have a fresh start. The question today is simple. What will you do with this Jesus? For many, even if you don't call yourself a Christian today, there is a chance you have heard this story before. But here's the thing. Like any gift, any gift which is given, the gift that God gives of eternal life, of forgiveness of sins, of relationship with him, is only relevant to you if you receive it for yourself. So today, this day, don't let this moment pass you by. Because what happened on that day, all those years ago, has eternal consequences. Because of that day, you can have life and life in all eternity. So today, receive the free gift that God gives to you. Today, if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Christ, my encouragement to you is simple, to once again look up at the cross. In a time where everything feels hard, our emotions are all over the place, and everything feels a little bit messy and uneasy, look to Jesus. And realize once again that he is all that you need. Realize that on that day, he gave everything for you. And if he did that, you can trust him with what is to come. If you're watching this today, if you're with us today and you're not a Christian, and you want to receive this free gift of salvation for yourself in a moment, I want to pray a prayer that will help you start this journey with Christ. But before we do that, I want to put a video on. So let's watch the video.
1: We see the story of Jesus going to the cross and everything seems to kind of be hand in hand. And then there's this one character that seems to interrupt the narrative, Barabbas. We don't even know much about him except that he's a murderer, a leader of an insurrection, a rebel. And why he's even mentioned, sometimes I'm not so sure. It's like, what? Let's, this is about Jesus going to the cross. So in this moment, Pilate thinks, I hold the destinies of these two men in my hand. I know the Jews have a tradition that on a holy day, I will release one of the prisoners on death row. Pilate stands on this audacious stage, who now presents Jesus, Son of the Living God, versus Barabbas, the thug and rebel? He says, "All right, who do you want? This is blasphemy. This is this has gone too far. There's no comparison. This is a rightful prisoner, a man who should be on death row. He's a rebel against Rome. He leads a, a rebellion. He murders people." He's a bad man, he's a thug, and he's a crook. He deserves the chains, and he deserves the crucifixion. Jesus? What has he done but heal, restore, deliver, set free, open blind eyes, open deaf ears, heal the lame and the leper? What what has Jesus done? Who do you want? We, We want Barabbas. Yeah. Give us Barabbas. It really is. That's me. That's you. That's us. And I felt, I was reading this the other day. And I felt God sweet to me. I love perhaps. I love her God, he's a bad man. I love her And I wanted him to go free. He probably would have never acknowledged the free gift. Yeah, but I love Barabbas. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God sent his son for Barabbas. Even the one he knew would walk away from Jesus and his free gift and never come back. He loves him. And the nerve we call the audacity of believers to think got saved by grace, but now that I'm in this deep, dark place of bondage, I'm going to work hard to get myself out. What? That's the opposite of the gospel. Are you bound? Are you held under the power of this temptation, this sin? you feel like it's controlling you? What are you going to do? I'm going to shake myself free. Stop it. No, you won't. You're no match for the powers of hell and the urges of sin you will not overcome it and you will never overcome it. You'll just be another statistic. There's no answer within yourself. Your own marriage, your own goodness, your own discipline, your own devotion will not save your marriage and will not save your kids. There's only one. And he's the one that took your place. He's the one that stood silently on the platform with Pilate said yes little him Barabbas take me how many times have I stood on that platform with Pilate and Jesus and I'm the Barabbas and they start to take my chains off and I say no, no I deserve this I deserve the guilt I deserve the shame I deserve the consequence I deserve it Jesus seems to look at me say no son Let me have it, let me have your sin, let me have your pain. No, God, I did it to myself, I deserve it. My marriage won't make it, this is what I deserve. I deserve divorce, I deserve poverty, I deserve sickness, I deserve it all, no. So shameful. Give me your shame. But God, what if I do it again? I'll still be here. Oh, God, I don't want to hurt you. I love you. I, I don't want to do this anymore. Give me your sins. This is all we got, it's all I got, it's all you got. so wide, so deep, so vast, so high, so expansive, so welcoming, so inclusive. Let me have your sin, son. Okay. When I give him my sin, let's stand in this empty space of forgiveness and acceptance while Jesus walks off to the cross that I deserve. I see him, I see him walking to the post to be whipped. As I stand a free man, all the intention is turned now. And I feel the love of God saying, go son, live your life. I'll pay the price. Where did we get off thinking that we were gonna set ourselves free? It's still Jesus, it'll always be Jesus. It'll never stop being the power of Jesus. If his blood is sufficient for your salvation, his blood is sufficient to sustain you through every challenge and every sin and every temptation. Jesus is enough. The truth
2: is, we're all Barabbas. And Jesus Christ came, he lived the life that we should have lived and died a death that we deserved so that we might be free. If you're watching this today and you don't know Jesus for yourself and you want to start a journey with him, you want to give him your sin that he might give you life. I'm going to pray a prayer and I'd encourage you to pray it with me. And if you do, just simply write in the comments on Facebook or YouTube, I prayed that prayer. And we'd love to be in contact and help you start your journey with Christ. Let's pray. Lord God, on this Good Friday, I recognize my need for a savior. I recognize my flaws, my failure, my sin. And today, I choose to turn from it all. And turn to you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the cross. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for setting me free. Come, Lord Jesus, into my life and give me life. Today, may I start a journey with you. In Jesus' name. Amen.